0: dad the fall is here have you enjoyed a nice pumpkin spice latte yet
1: no i don't like pumpkin spice
0: hold on to your butts it's the mast cast Well, to borrow a uh, quote from rick Flair, we ain't dead yet. cast has returned. I uh, we've been gone for a little bit. We got a little busy, and uh, it's hard to get the schedules to sync up. But uh Ricky Mast here with you with my father, former Cup Series driver Rick Mast, and cast has returned. I now, Dad, I don't know about you, but I was a little busy with the the Atlanta Braves decided to go out and win the NL East, and then. Uh, play play in the postseason, and then in the midst of that, I also started another podcast. It's the Behind the Braves, the official podcast of the Atlanta Braves. Go uh, subscribe and rate and all that good stuff on iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts, or braves.com slash Braves. Um, so it's been a little busy, but things have finally calmed down a little bit now. So that's, that's my excuse. I, I don't know what you've been up to. I hear you're busy, so I, I don't know. You can elaborate on that if you want, or you don't have to. It's whatever. No, I ain't been doing anything. Oh, okay. So it's completely my fault. All right, that's fine. That's good. All right. Yeah. All right. all right. All right. Well, with that being the case, we got a bunch of stuff that we we ought to catch up here in the NASCAR world, okay. and I, I I guess maybe we'll start with because uh, we're going as back as far as I want to talk about the Roval. I want to talk about all the stuff at Hendrick. I guess you know what I want to start with though is last week, Eric Almirola winning at uh at talladega first of all great race i enjoyed it i like the way nascar let it end and but it's just good and i've probably talked about this before when we have somebody that doesn't win all that often but it's just good to see that genuine enthusiasm and raw emotion in victory lane when somebody like that breaks through and gets away i know it wasn't his first win but in, in a way it kind of it kind of felt like it because it's his first one in the 10 car and first one in quite a while and, and uh that was a big win for that bunch. What did you think of the race last week, at Talladega?
1: Yeah, I mean the, the the big deal with him is, I mean that's all that's all a big um, well the big deal, right? It, it's a big deal because of what what was going on with that team. I mean they you know, with Amarilla coming over, Amarilla, there we go, Amarilla, with Amarilla coming over,
0: <laughs> nailed it.
1: <laughs> I heard people waiting on that. They were when that when that dude came over from from Petty's. That was a uh, you know that was a big deal. I mean Smithfield, you know, they left and went went with him and all that. So, you know, there were there their pressures there within from probably from within the team, within the sponsor trying to validate, you know, wanting to validate the move. Let's put it that way. They, you know, they've been waiting on validation for that move all year and with that win, that kind of validated, you know, the the choices and decisions that were made. Not saying he would not have won with the 43 car somehow this year, but they won, you know, they won at Talladega. So, well, you got to understand when when Smith when Smithfield decided to move, you know, from the 43 car, that that was uh, that was a big deal. I mean, you know, you're leaving the King. They've been with him all those years, and you know, they're wanting to be up front and win. And you know, they felt like by moving to Hoss with with what's the name Amarillo 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 by Texas. That's Amarola.
0: Amarola. Okay, it's it's Almarola and the song is Amarillo Al- by morning. <laughs> All right, what so, up?
1: There you go, Albarola. Okay, Double A, Abarola. Eric. Yeah, well, anyhow, with those guys moving, you know, there's with that organization with the with the sponsor. But the good part is, you'd like to see you like to see sponsors getting recognized. I mean, Smithfield's been here a long time. Smithfield's been here a long time supporting our sport, and you know, by, by winning, it gives them some validation that their choices were right. But you just you just like seeing, you know. You just like seeing everybody. You like to see everybody win, of course, but you like to see somebody like a, a sponsor like that. You know, it's been here a long time. And they pump a lot of money in their sport. You just like to see good things happen to them, and that's kind of what went on at Talladega for him.
0: Yeah, and uh, you know, it sets up. Uh, it's 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 good to mix up the the names and teams that could potentially make it all the way to Miami too. And I'm obviously we're not there yet, but it's 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 just uh, you know a little little. A little fresh blood here and there isn't the worst thing in the world. That's that's all I'm saying. So that was that was fun to see. It's good to see that team in uh, in victory lane. Uh, I think uh, some of the you know, the other biggest news here recently, you know, a couple of things we want to talk about with Hendrick Motorsports, but Chad Knaus and uh, and Jimmy Johnson splitting up after this year. I, that when that news came down, that certainly wasn't surprising to me, and I don't think that there's anything. I don't think it has to you have to look at it as like this bitter thing or whatever. I think it'd probably be good for both of them. I think putting canals K- with uh, William Byron is a great move. and I think Jimmy maybe getting a fresh start that to me, that's a, that's a good move for both of them. man, what a what an incredible pairing that's been. and what are your thoughts on that relationship uh, going their separate ways? I, I,
1: well, I, to be honest with you, it, the, the, it it happened a little late in my mind. I thought that thing would have happened maybe a couple of years ago. I bet I, I, mean, I really did. Just from, just because of history, the, the history and the way it works in our sport, you know, they the, the longevity between a driver and a coup chief. I mean, I guess they were as long or longer than anybody, uh, uh, to my knowledge, I guess, Emin and Petty for a good while, but, you know, he took a year off from Petty that one time, but, but, you know, sometimes, you know, sometimes you just got to change for the sake of changing, you know, I mean, they, you know, and, and again, we talk about it all the time, and it's, I, I still don't think it's a, it's a, jimmy johnson problem i think it's more of a Hendrick problem than it is jimmy johnson and chad canals and you know maybe if those two guys splitting up and, and and bringing different ideas to each other's perspective that that'll kind of help the organization and i got an idea that's probably one of the factors with Hendrick, not just not just trying to help jimmy johnson get back in form but to help Hendrick overall so you know you mix that up a little bit and do it but my lord man you look at the, the success those two guys have had over the years. So, I mean, it's really, it's unmatched. And I mean, you know, I, I used to tell people when, when Johnson was dominating and, you know, it seemed like some of the racers were born because he just dominated so much that, yeah, yeah it's kind of boring, guys, but you're, you're watching history here. I mean, you're watching, you know, 20, 30, 40 years from now, you're going to be talking about the, the Jimmy Johnson era and you're living that. And so they, they've just been so successful for so long. That you know nothing, nothing can last forever, as we know, and uh, it it wasn't you know it just wasn't a surprise to me. Maybe a little bit more surprising that it that it that it took two or three years longer than I thought it would before it really happened.
0: Yeah, now see, I kind of I, I only I slightly disagree with you on the timing thing because I mean, I, you could see maybe there was some, some early signs of it back then, but to me, it was just. I kind of looked at it like the yeah. the Brady Belichick uh, pairing with the Patriots c- because you hear all these rumors and leaks the last couple years about how their relationship isn't great and blah 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 and they're going to separate. But to me, and even if that's true, I still think it seems like to me that there's they all know that they do so well together and they've had so much success over the past couple decades. Well, it's, it's just, yeah, it's but best for them stop. to stay together. Okay, let me
1: stop you right there, Ricky. It's all about winning. Okay. <laughs> You know, if if you're not winning, then these things happen. If they were still winning, the 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 thing would still be together. Would they wouldn't be breaking up? It would all still be going on just like it always did. But, but not winning, and not and not only not winning, but just basically sucking the way they run. I mean, just have it run good or have it ran good. You know, the the Brady Belichick comparison, you know, is flawed in my mind just because those guys still win. Okay. <laughs> And, and so to me that's a little bit different but I understand your point I get your point
0: yeah I know and, and I get it. it's not a, it's not exactly parallels here exactly the same d- just to me the timing I do think it's time for them to, to split up and go separate ways I just kind of felt like you know it, it it to me this seemed like the natural fit I guess is what I'm saying I'm almost, I guess in my mind for them to actually split up it wasn't gonna it was going to take a a, a drought like they've had and a down period like they've had for them to finally split up. I just don't, I I, I don't know. I, I guess it's, just, it's not really a huge debate we have to have here. It. it uh, no, but I, no. I Now one thing I am, I'm, it's going to be really interesting to see how both of them do next year. First of all, I think that pairing Knaus with William Byron is, I love that move. I really love that move. You get a guy like that with a young and up and coming driver like Byron and Byron showed us he can drive in the Xfinity series, or at least I, I thought he did a heck of a job nextfinity series and I thought it was the right move to bring him up this year. So I think that's a great pairing and then we'll see what Jimmy does with uh with his new guy there, but I I um I don't know why I guess I shouldn't be focusing on one more than the other. I'm just more focused I guess I I'm more intrigued by the the Byron Canals pairing. For some reason, I don't know why. I guess I'm just expecting Jimmy to kind of rebound a, a little bit no matter who he's got coming with him. I just uh I don't know. I I I wouldn't it wouldn't shock me if that 24 car really Uh, jumped up and, uh, broke through next year with some wins.
1: Well, I, I, I still go back to what I said. I think the move was as much to try to help Hendrick, Hendrick organization as it was to try to get Jimmy Johnson back to Victor Lane. And by doing this, you know, maybe that's the deal. You know, if the Hendrick, if the Hendrick group as overall doesn't get any better than they've been, you know, this, this, this won't matter. Everybody's still going to run the same, but as a group, if they get better, then, you know, everything would be hunky-dory, and everybody say, well, that was a great move they made last year. So, you know, it would be it'd be interesting to see what happens next year.
0: Yeah, and technically, it's not like we really truly have a lead car in NASCAR like you would in Formula One or something, but I would say if if you, if you there are if there is a lead car at Hendrick, it's the nine car now with Chase Elliott. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, there's no doubt. I mean, he's won two races now. So, yeah. you know,
1: I mean, uh, let's see, where did he win last? Dover. I don't know good. Over, yeah, you know, man didn't maybe didn't have the dominant car, you know, had a couple problems with a couple other cars, but I mean, he was right there to capitalize on other people's misfortunes. So he, at least he's running good enough to do that. Now the Roval at Charlotte, I mean, or no, where did he win? Where else did he win?
0: He won at Watkins Glen.
1: You're Watkins thinking Watkins Glen, yeah. yeah. Now he, yeah, now he, he, you know, he he waxed their butts up there. You know, he I mean, if I actually ran good. So you know, I I, I just still don't feel like. Hendrick's where they need to be yet. And I'm sure they know that.
0: Yeah, well, to me, Chase's win at Dover was, was look, the first win's always the biggest, but I think that if there's anything they had to be really proud about with the Dover win, it's that they didn't have the best car, but that they still found a way to win. Those kind of wins are just as meaningful as anything. I think when you find a way, when you're not necessarily the best best car out there, but you find a way to break through and win the thing, that to me, that had to feel pretty good. Uh, we talk about any validation. Win,
1: any win, yeah, any win in Cup is a is a, it's a big deal, Rick. Believe me, because they're they're so hard to come from. You know, if you win one, you're, there's probably 20 that you gave away before that one win. So you take a win however you can get it. Because you know when you win, even if you luck into the win or whatever, you don't really feel like you've lucked into it. Because you know in your mind there's other races that you should away from you. So that's that's one of the things that, that makes these things great. You know, when you win from not being the fastest car. Just however you win, it doesn't really matter. If you win... You've won that race, and it can't take it away from you.
0: Uh, that's it. Well, we've uh, we've got Kansas coming up this weekend. I can't remember. Did you? Was Kansas on the schedule before you retired? Did you ever run? The it was. No? Okay. Yeah, I did. Yeah, sure, did. All right. sure what, did. What do you? What do you remember? I mean, it's it's been a little while now, but what do you remember about Kansas as as a track? And I know it's. I remember.
1: I remember the track itself, and they had the the parking about uh, the track outside of the track. This parking deal is it's kind of innovative. It, it, the parking went all the way around the track in a big circle, and then. It's like a it's like a, a lane on the outside of the track that went all the way around the track, and people parked around that lane. Then they went out another two or three lanes and made another road that went around, right? It's these big circles, and then right across from it, they were building this great big cabellas. That's what I remember about it.
0: Oh, okay. All right. Well, yeah, there you go. That, uh, that I think that pretty much sums it up there. Well, the racing is usually pretty good at Kansas, if I'm not it mistaken, is. and I'm kind of looking it forward is. to seeing it this weekend. This is going to be, uh, this is the you can't say Al Almirola Now I can't say elimination An elimination race at Kansas. So, uh, it should be, it should be a, a fun one. What, uh, I know we don't get in the business of predictions, but who would you look for?
1: No, I, I you know, Ricky, we, I, I, never do that and I can't do it. You know, the big three have been kind of changed, you know, for a while back in the summer, we, for a longest time, we had the big three, right. right. And then the big three kind of not been the big three for a while. We got a we've got two or three others that have kind of stuck in there to make the big five or the big six now, which is a good thing leading into it. I think, you know, I, I think uh, probably Kyle Larson is, they're probably the ones that, that, that's probably the ones you're going to hear about the most, probably the ones you're going to talk about most on TV. I mean, he, you know, he has to win that race. Some others have to, you know, have to win the race, of course, get in. But, you know, that, that's a car that, that should be in the final deal at Homestead. And unless he wins, unless he wins at Kansas, he's not going to be in there. And I mean, they've run good enough and, you know, they just had a lot of bad luck and things happened to him that knocked him out of these deals. And he should, you know, but he, he, he's the car. He's probably, he's probably the one, if I had to pick, he's probably the one I would pick, but who knows it? it Cause these things are crap shoot. It's whoever hits the right little setup with what they're doing with the race car. And that determines who's going to run the best. I mean, it's not really a, a luck thing or something, but, uh, you know, just from an emotional standpoint, uh my, my my money would go to kyle larson
0: well i'm you know what i'm fully on board They've honestly that's who i would pick too I, that's funny we didn't talk about that or anything that's honestly if i were a, a gambling man that's probably who i'd uh, put my money on which by the way i think you can if at the dover race the other week that was the uh, the first deal where you could actually bet at the racetrack with all these new gambling laws so you well you could bet on the race at the racetrack that's something
1: yeah that. i never i never heard I never heard the outcome of that. We, I I heard a little bit about it related into the race and leading up the race. And there's some folks are showing some stuff going on with the betting, but I never heard after the race, you know, uh, how successful that thing was. I guess whoever had the best odds or the worst odds and won it, that's who was most successful.
0: That, that would be my guess as well. Yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, By the way, you are in the, the prediction making business because I saw, I didn't even know this. You didn't tell me this. I just saw it on, uh, on Twitter. And whatnot that you made college football picks this week at jerryratcliffe.com, our buddy that covers all things Virginia Cavaliers. You made some college football picks. I haven't even kept up with the other than well, first of all, our who's did win today. Big win at, on the road at Duke. So that we got that going for us. And I know you chose That's that right. one. So I know I think you picked five games. I know you at least got that one. Now, I haven't been following the the scoreboard very closely. I do know that of the of his guest pickers this week, you were the only one that took Ole Miss in yep. uh, in that yep. game, and uh, yeah, how how'd that one turn out for you?
1: Well, I, I I did look at it earlier, and they were losing. I don't know, of what the deal is, but that was the only way I had to get ahead of those guys. I, I mean, I didn't know what they had picked. I just made my picks, and when I looked, I'm like, golly, these guys picked everything that I did except for the old Miss Auburn game, and I said, Well, if I if I beat them, it's going to have to be because of that game. And last I looked, they were losing. So I
0: don't know. That that would be my guess too. You know what? I'm. I, I we aren't against. it. This is a podcast. We're not on a commercial push here. Or anything. Let me. All right. All right. Now, Old Miss did lose, but thirty-one sixteen. So that's not crap. that bad. I thought it was going to be a blowout. Now, not little, that that matters to you, but crap. Yeah. Oh well. <laughs> that's it. Jerry. Jerry's a good guy. Go check out his site sometime. He covers for everything Virginia. And we've mentioned before here we're we're big Hoos fans. So uh, yeah, I mean he,
1: he's. Jerry Ratcliffe is like he's like relating to our sport, he's like the Tom Higgins, the Steve Wade, all the all the the older mainstays of our sport that was there through the 80s and 90s that did so much to explode our sport and help our sport. Well, Ratcliffe, he 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 fits right in with that group. His his flair, his style, uh, the way he interviews, the way he writes, the way he projects what he's doing, he he's one of those guys. He's I call them old school guys. They're not really old school, well, I guess they are. But, you know, if you look at if you look at those guys and the way they they did their reporting, their journalistic skills, all that stuff. Well, you know, it's a different flair from it's a different flair from so much of what we see now. And and by that, I go back into my my rant that I always do is the negativity. When you write a story, you write the you write the story positive or you write it negative, you know. And uh, but Jerry Ratcliffe was always one of those guys, just like Higgins, those guys, he you know, he's always done what he could to promote sports at UVA or Virginia and, and not just Virginia, but every, all sports really, you know, and then, uh, his long-term tenure with, uh, the local newspaper there ended last year or this year, whenever it was. And then he struck out on his own, made his own website and doing his own reporting and all that. And I, and you know, I, I think he's doing pretty well with it and anything we can do to support him, we'll, we'll do that. And, uh, He's very. I think he's. Pretty, I think he's going to be. I think he's going to be very successful. What he's up to. So, yeah. You know, especially you. you know when when the Pirates at be dot com when they decided they needed mass to make a pick. You know, I knew right then they're they're on the winning track. Oh, for they're sure. They're definitely on the winning track.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. You know, you can to to parallel a little bit to NASCAR and the way media is these days. I mean, it's it's we talk about how media is changing and print media is certainly changing or, or dying perhaps if you want to say that, but it's at the same time, it's kind of cool to see guys like, like Jerry Ratcliffe or like, uh, like off the top of my head, Jeff Gluck, who can kind of forge their own path now, you know, and and they can have your own site and you can, it's crowdfunded or, you know, the people are like, or whether, whatever you're doing, whether it's a blog, a website, a, a podcast, all of the above, it's, it's, it's changing in front of our eyes, but it's cool to see. Because I got to be honest, when when I saw Jeff Gluck was going to do whenever that was, when he was going to do a uh, basically do his own deal, right, uh, and his own thing, and I thought, you know, he was getting—I I forget how it's funded, if he's got Patreon supporters or however it is—I was thinking, you know, I hope that works out for him. I mean, I don't know Jeff, but I know, you know, I, I like his coverage. So I was like, I hope that works out for him. But in my mind, I'm going, I don't know if is, is there really an, are enough people going to support this and, and pay enough money for him to be able to do this long term and it's pretty cool to see that it is possible and i, I love seeing right. what jerry's doing because when his yep. tenure at the at the local paper in charlottesville ended I, it, we were all kind of shocked by it and so to see him start his own deal like jeff gluck did and like some other folks are doing it's 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 good to see and you know what i think that the bet the ones that are going to succeed that do strike out on their own are going to be the 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 ones that are best at it, the best at their job. I mean, that are the best writers, the the that do the best podcasting, that just have the that provide the best coverage. Now, whether that's positive, negative, doesn't matter. It's it's the fair, interesting coverage. Those are going to be the ones that succeed, in my opinion. So, in that yeah, there was in, a that way there, looking, there was a,
1: good. yeah, there was a big deal that sprung up this week. Well, actually, Sunday night after the let's see, where did we race last week? I don't forget Talladega. <laughs> yeah, Talladega. Did you see all that? Uh, we had one of our the, one of the beat writers uh, got on Twitter and was really fussed about not being able to interview people after the race. And, I, I uh, saw
0: a little bit of it. I didn't that really I didn't look yeah, that's,
1: into it. That, that started the conversation that lasted through the half, first half of the week, through all the social media and a lot of the stuff reported on NASCAR. And uh, the problem I had with it was the lady that that, that, that or the other reporter or the journalist or whatever that that started the complaining is. is well, I don't know. It's just kind of one of those deals. I put in the category of always being negative about stuff. Now, on their side of it, they you know, they say they're reporting what's going on and everything gets glossed over too much. But I, you know, I kind of disagree with that. But anyhow, the the point was brought up that that after you know, in pro sports, you know, all the players are available for quick interviews to sound bites and all that. And in our sport, when when it's over, it, it's really not that way because everybody gets the heck out of there, you know, and they're. But as it turns out, the reporters really complaining about nobody from NASCAR being able to be there to answer the questions. Uh, I forget it was some incident that happened and they wanted to they wanted NASCAR's response, so that wasn't there. So anyhow, you know, from all that, it's my understanding that you know some 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 kind of changes are going to be made. I think after the race for for some of it, and uh, you know, it's a different deal. It's hard to comp- It's like so many things with our sport. Rick, you, it's hard to compare sport with other other professional sports, a lot of, di- a lot of different things. And and this is one of them. I mean, the guys play the game, they come in, you know, they spend 15 or 30 minutes taking a shower and cooling off and sitting down and getting their composure. Then they'll have them come and talk to them for a few moments, you know, and in, in our sport, you know, when you get out of the car, I mean, it's not really like that. You, you've been there so long, you know, you you've done media requests, sponsor requests, uh, autograph sessions. You've been there since Friday, traveling all over the area, doing all kinds of things, doing all kinds of requests for everybody, you know, and you know, when the race is over, man, you just want to go home. I mean, I get it. I get it from both sides on this. You know, I understand kind of both sides of this problem, if it is a problem, but you know, when our sport was growing and exploding, it's so successful. I mean, one of our big races was getting out of the track. I mean, I was there doing explosions, as you well know, Ricky. And one of the big races at each race was the race getting to the airport or getting out of the racetrack. the race you know? after the race. So the race after the race. So that's no different. You know, I, some of them are complaining about some of the guys getting out of there, and that's hurting the sport. Well, you know, we were doing the exact same thing when the sport was exploding. So I, I just don't, you know, I don't buy into that being a, a big problem, but you know, it is something, anything you can do to help. If it helps it by having some more people available, whatever for sound bites, fine, go for it, do it. Everybody agrees to it. I'm fine with that. I don't have a problem, but you, the the problem is, is the the negative tone that, that something like that takes instead of sitting down discussing it and getting it worked out. You, you just throw it out there at social media as another big black aisle or sport. And that's, that's, those are things I just cannot tolerate uh, don't tolerate
0: yeah and i listen i can't sit here because like i said i just kind of i, I mean I, my baseball season is over but uh, you know i'm still work is, has already started for next season and other things going on so i i didn't get as much of a chance to look into all that as i wanted to it was kind of just me seeing tweets about it and seeing various parties on both sides of whatever the debate was going back and forth and at first it seemed like he was getting whatever the deal was was pretty contentious and then i checked back in kind of just running through my timeline and a day or two later and it at least seemed like that uh what's the the expression cooler heads were beginning to prevail and that they were yeah they were, it's, at least, uh, it's, yeah. They were talking it out a little bit which was good to see because i was kind of like man I, I i was coming at it from the perspective of i watched the race thought it was awesome enjoyed the finish and everything and i'm thinking okay everything's good and then i'm seeing people that i A lot of people that I kind of like on different sides of it arguing and getting mad and name-calling on Twitter and stuff. And I'm like, oh, man, that's not good. But then a day or two later, I kind of saw it seemed like these same parties had kind of calmed down a little bit and were rationally discussing it. And I'm like, okay, if we can just—I think about this a lot, too, because I I work in social media, so I'm confronted with it a lot. And social media and sports is— as great as social media is, one of the problems is it's just you whatever your emotions are in the moment, the thing you're feeling, you have the ability to express it right away. And it's just like if we could all just if we could all just kind of just check yourself for a second. You know, you talk about the athletes cooling down like they come in after the game, take a shower and cool down a little bit. It's like if we just had like a a, a little check process or something where it's like, okay when you get heated or really emotional about something, if there's just something that you could just have to just make yourself just okay, let me just calm down here for a minute and think about what I want to say here and try to express it in a rational way. I think that that's, that ain't
1: gonna, that's not gonna happen, Rick. I know, talk, I, know, it, I know, I know, I know it's not crap it's just, all you want. You talk know, that crap all know, you I want I, to I, it's I'm not not saying happen.
0: I know it's not gonna happen, but I'm just saying it's it's what Well, here's the deal. Again, I work in social media, so I post a lot and I'm posting a lot from the, brands, big brands, and that kind of deal. And I have to post some things in the moment as they're happening. So for my job, I have to think. Uh, I have to take that well, step yeah, and course. think about what I'm saying. But but again, there's a reason for it. I have to. It's, I'm not just representing myself. It's it's uh, right. a brand much larger than me. So that's that's my check. So I guess in my mind, I feel like it's possible, but really when it's just you watching a game and you're having some beers or watching the race and or reporting on it or what, it's, I guess that's a different deal. I just... I don't know. I'm just yearning. I'm just wishing we could all be a little nicer you, to each I other, Dad. Jeez, a, that's all I want. Yeah,
1: <laughs> all I want. I tell you one thing. I tell you one dude who don't care. Okay. He don't care okay. to check himself. But that's our president, man. He oh, don't geez, care. Oh, jeez, you... social media, <laughs> Lord have mercy. It's a fun. I'm, it's. I'm, at, well, I'm, it's just no matter what side of the political <laughs> spectrum okay. you're on, it's just to me, it's just friggin' hilarious. You know, he'll 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 tweet something just off the friggin' wall. You know, and ten million ten thousand people will just go ballistic, right, right? On social media. And you you know, I read through some of that stuff and I just I swear sometimes I just die laughing at it. And uh you know, sometimes I'm just wondering if it's a ploy on his part. Whatever. You know, yeah. it's it but I know what you're saying. It, it is that 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 part that thing is really funny to watch. But but yeah, everybody gets their emotions and they just as soon as they read something, they just hit the they hit the hit typewriter key man or the phone key, yeah. and it's out there, and, and you can't take it back, you know. Then everybody gets all fired up and Lord have mercy. But anyhow, the point is the 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 bottom line through all that of what went on after that race Sunday night in the next couple of days. The point is, I understand now that there is some there is uh they're looking into it. They're looking into maybe doing something different for post race stuff to go on for the journalists to cover our sport. And okay. that's that that'll be good. So that's all good.
0: Yeah, that's good. That that's definitely yeah. good. Yeah. Well, talking about uh, debates and, and all that kind of stuff. One thing and I know this is uh, this happened a few weeks ago, but we haven't had a chance to talk about it. And I was all fired up about it after it happened was the uh, the first ever roval race at Charlotte. I I got to tell you. Well, Let's back up. I remember my first impression when I turned on practice on uh, Friday afternoon, whatever whatever day they started practice down there for the Roval. The first thing that friggin' caught me was that I turned on the TV and practice had already started, and uh, the cameras were on them. They were in the infield section of the Roval, and I'm sitting there going, I went to Charlotte Motor Speedway all those years, and I don't remember it being like, there was like elevation changes, like serious ones in the infield, and I'm like, well, "What was it always been like that there? I guess it oh, yeah. has been. Maybe I Hell didn't spend yeah. much time down there in turn one, but no, that kind of no, took it was me always, a little bit. No, it was always like that. Yeah, well, it was always like that. that was a minor thing. That was just one of those things I wanted to get because that was literally the first thing that, that popped up when I was like, oh, okay. I, I just assumed it was all flat down there. Didn't realize that, but okay. I got to tell you, I I friggin' loved that race. I thought it was awesome. I mean, even before the ending, obviously, was was incredible. But before that, I still loved it. I. I I uh, I want to obviously I want to get your thoughts on it but I I loved it and I know the the debate after that race was well gosh that was so awesome but let's you know where else can we do it and I know I've mentioned that before on Masscast maybe that's a possibility if it at other places for the roval but I came away from that loving it already looking forward to the next one but this is me having a, a calm rational debate with myself <laughs> I said Let's not, just because this one was good, let's not now, like, overdo it and let's have three other ones or something. I'm like, you know what? Let's just leave this one. Let's just have this one, and it's like a a jewel event we can look forward to each year. What I really liked about it was we took an existing date on the calendar at an existing venue that can't change, and we turned it into something different and exciting. You know, we always talk about, like, oh, we want to go to this track or we want to move over here. We want to try the this was something that was set in stone and credit to the Marcus Smith and those guys for coming up with, with a different idea, thinking outside the box and making it work. And I thought it was awesome. So I, I liked it that there's a Roval. I'd be fine with just keeping that as the one Roval on the schedule. That's kind of my thoughts on it. What are your thoughts on the roval? Yeah. The I,
1: I Your, your thoughts parallel mine, Ricky. I didn't, I wasn't, I wasn't a fan of it when they first announced it, you know, I wasn't real keen on the idea, but I will say this, it took, it took some moxie, <laughs> On on Marcus on Smith's part to do that. I mean, I I give him kudos for that. I give him credit for that, man. It took Moxie to 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 do that, and you know the the end result was, you know, it was a pretty 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 good event. Uh, if you did that every week, every track we went to, you know, you'd probably get rid of what fans we have now. I mean, you, I, you know, it wouldn't work. But just like you say, like the dirt track, the Eldora truck race, you know, the Roval at Charlotte. You know, don't oversaturate with what you're doing here. You know, it was, a, it was a good deal. It turned out everybody talked about it. Everybody seemed to have a positive outlook or attitude to it. You know, the, the bad part is there wasn't any more people in the stands than it would have been for the regular race, I don't think. You know, it just didn't generate that. But it generated, you know, because, I mean, we, we, I tell you what, we just gotta, we've just got to own up to the fact that, you know, we're never going to have fans in the stands the way we did when I was there in the 90s. It's just not going to happen. And, 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 but, but, but you still have viewership through not just an illustrate on TVs, but all the streaming and all the stuff, the ways everybody's able to watch these races now, you know, not without sitting in the stands. I think, you know, everybody's got to accept that that's part of what goes on. That's part of what our sport is. And, you know, how do we make that better? So if the Roval race was a better entertainment, if it, if it made for better entertainment for people watching on TV or streaming or however they do it then yeah, then it's a better deal. So, you know, I mean, we could go down that road, but I don't feel like sitting here all day talking about that, but, but anyhow, it, it turned out, you know, it turned out as good as I probably thought in my mind, it could turn out. Okay. Cause I, I was skeptical the whole time, but for me, the big take for me was the amount of moxie that it took to do that, to start with, and they did it and they pulled it off. So, So, kudos to those guys.
0: Yeah. And that's, and that's, I'm glad you brought up Eldora because that's, that's another point. When, you know, we first took the trucks to Eldora a few years ago and it it was, everybody loved it. It's like, oh man, we got to do more of that, more dirt tracks. No, no, you don't. Same with the Roval. You don't need to do more of it. But what you do need to do more of is, okay, we thought outside the box a little bit. We, we came up with an idea. What other kinds of innovative new ideas or thoughts, you know, what, the thought process that you went through to arrive at let's have the trucks at Eldora let's let's try a roval race at Charlotte just keep using that thought process don't just go okay let me replicate let me let me put five more rovals on the schedule or whatever or we let's send the cup cars to Eldora and all that no just just be willing to th- have that that thought process and think outside the box and I know I'm being vague there but it, the point is just because the, the we've got okay we got a win here as far as was something new a new idea I think it was a win the roval Okay, what else can we do to shake things up and generate more interest? And by the way, I think that there will be some more fans in the stands at the Roval next year. I could be wrong. Probably will, but yeah, I think. Probably. But I think your point is the the bigger one. That's that. Yeah, we're never going to have that that kind of attendance again. There's just so many more entertainment options and things that people have to choose from these days. And that's not exclusive to NASCAR. That's, that's no, I, it's I, it's an all
1: about. I, wa- I watch the sports too, Ricky. You watch it more than me. The other professional sports. that's yeah. it. I see it. It's just that everybody beats up on us right now because for it.
0: Yeah, and, and well, and it's it's because you got all those grandstands that were built for when people were showing up, you know, a decade or two ago, and now it just it just it's just the optics of it don't look great because they're right. they're, they're there. Right. But again, this is not just a actually, you know, on next week's episode of Behind the Braves, I, I'm not I'm, we haven't revealed who the guest is yet, so I can't say that. But I will say they are. That's one of the things they talk about in there is how important it is the number of options there are for younger folks coming up they're getting interested in sports and entertainment or whatever and that you have to be able to move with those times so it's not just a nascar thing and that's what you just said there is true nascar gets beat up for but it's it's not just that it's 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 everybody it's every form of entertainment
1: i tell you one thing it's created it's created a lot 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 better experience for the fans at the tracks i mean well it we just started this if you look at Excuse me here for just a second. Uh-huh. If you do, if you look at what 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 they did at Richmond, Virginia, at the Speedway,
0: mm-hmm.
1: look at look at what they've done. That that big makeover they just finished, and it's all about fan experiences, Ricky. When you go to the racetrack, it's all about being at the track and the experience you have as a fan going down in that infield in that garage area, it, and the way they've got that thing done and laid out. I mean, it's just such a neat neat deal. I know, I know. Uh, Lisa Kennedy France was there, and she made the she made the comment she was kind of floored by what she saw, and she's like, "Man, this is the kind of fan interaction we need to have at all of our facilities, or or something along those lines." I, I take that quote, uh, I use that quote generously or liberally. Let's put it that way. And so, and you know, Daytona just did their big big makeover a while back. So, you know, by not having as many fans, you know, these tracks are, are doing ways to make the fans that do show up make the experience even greater for them, and, and I think Richmond's leading the way on that. So you know we're in a transfer, it's no doubt we're in a transformation, and, and and for for everything on this deal, and 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 right in the middle of it now. And I think when it when we finally come out the other side, I think it's just going to be a much better experience for the fans of our sport when it's you know when it's all said and done.
0: Yeah, I think and to uh, to parallel that a little bit with with my role in baseball and with working with the Braves, the Braves this year, winning the division. I've been down here now in Atlanta for this was my fourth season. And when I started was the very beginning of a quote unquote rebuild for the Atlanta Braves. Right. So the big league team wasn't very good, but they're refueling the minor leagues and draft picks and all that kind of stuff. And the byproduct of that is when you rebuild it's you're going to lose a lot at the major league level at the top level. And it can be painful and ugly at times. And it's hard to sit there and, and go through it but this year it finally it started you know the rebuild finally kind, of, kind of finished and it's like okay with the light the light that we all kept looking for at the end of the tunnel it's like it's here and when the team to be in the ballpark when the team clinched the the division title this year and it's like man we're, we're back that was even the quote on the broadcast that day the Braves are back the feeling you have for having gone through a transformation and endured it it's that much sweeter at the end of it. It really is. It makes it all that much better at the end of it. You appreciate it much more and it's a better experience for everybody once you've gone through it and you and like you said we're in the middle of it now with NASCAR and I think at the end of it we're going to be able to look back and say that we got a little rough at times but we're all better off now. You got the, the, the like you said at Richmond, I know Phoenix is going to have their big uh transformation is going to be unveiled at the, the next race there so it's it's we're heading in the right direction. We just, we ain't quite well, there he, yet, but we're getting there. Yeah.
1: But that ain't all of it, Ricky. You look, I, I, you know, and, and I guess we're both fortunate because, I men you both love and know Richmond Raceway people and what they do. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, with, with Atlanta, the Braves, what goes on there. Look, look at what happened for the fan experience, though. See, we haven't talked, you yeah. haven't talked about your fan experience. You've talked about the end result on the racetrack or the end product on the ball field. Look at the fan experience at, at, at SunTrust Park. Look yeah. what they did. Look what they did to enhance the fan experience. You know, I mean, for, you know, for a, century, or for a century, you know, you go to the ball game, you go to the ball game and you 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 un- you park your car, you get out and you go through the ticket deal and you go sit in your seat. The same way with the racetracks, you know, you get out of your car and go sit in the seat and you watch the race or watch the ball game. Now look at what they've done at Richmond. Look at what you've got at SunTrust Park. Man, you can spend two days at SunTrust Park before you ever even go foot in the, in the stadium to watch the ball game. It's all about fan experiences and these there's people out here a lot smarter than me that they've that, that already figured this out and they're they're already spending money and
0: doing that yeah it's a it's you make a it's not just an event it's a destination you know yeah, it's, it's exactly, going, and you're exactly right what we have here at sun trust Park in battery atlanta same deal with richmond raceway it's 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 an experience it's not just the ball game and listen back in the day before we had all the options we have now at, at, at the time just going to the ball game or just going to the race that was that was good that was enough, enough because there wasn't was anything enough. else, you that's know, right. and was that enough. was entertaining enough, but it just isn't anymore. And oh. as we're accepting that and figuring that out now, that's, that's what, that's what we're, well, that's what we're changing. And you're exactly right. That's, I mean, heck, I live here in the battery right next to the ballpark and there's restaurants, bars, there's stuff to do. There's bowling, there's cornhole, there's concerts, there's, and it's, it's going on all the time, even when the team in here. So, and same to, do you with go to the bars, you go to the bars. I, uh, well, yeah, I, I mean, I might have been in one or two of them last okay. night. Uh, okay. That's possible. Right. And I might have been okay. in one or two of them the night before that. It's the off season. That's right. You know, I mean, it's off season. That's right. I don't go into much right. of it during the season because I'm working, you know. But that's right. I, 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 might understand. Have, I might have popped in there last night for a okay. little bit. It's know? all about the experience, Ricky. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I had a great experience at <laughs> beer okay. and pizza. Good. It was awesome. Yeah. Good. yeah it was good stuff. All right. One other thing I want to talk about before we get going here because we're. We're still it's it's all the ducks are kind of lining up now a little bit, but we're still in what I would call silly season or what we're we're still in the midst of silly season. So I just kind of wanted to get from you what it was like because you went through that whole silly season deal more than once at the cup level. Just what is that like as a driver? I, I would imagine I, you know, I was maybe a little too young at the time when you were going through it to understand what that's like. But I would think that's got to be pretty friggin stressful, isn't it?
1: It, it, it can be gut-wrenching at times. I mean, I you know I was fortunate when I first came in with with the Skull team, you know, I drove for that team for a number of years and we switched I think last year uh, when we lost school, we ended up with hooters. and then so the next year when I went to Remington, it was just a matter of it was a matter of you know talking to some folks you know and figuring out trying to figure out your options real quick or trying to figure out your options and 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 putting a plan in place and going forward with it. And that's what we did after that, you know, we had two or three instances where, you know, we had some offers and things go on and, you know, I'll tell you one thing. One time we had an offer, I had made a couple wrong decisions. You might say in, 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 uh, in my career, uh, with at the time, it didn't seem wrong. I just did what I thought was right. And finally, in, in one of those deals, we had a, an offer from a a team owner that, that was going to do a third team. And, uh, he offered the ride to me and, but the, the sponsor wasn't secure yet. And this is getting down towards the end of the season, but he was fairly confident the sponsor was going to, you know, happen. So in the meantime, I had two other offers from other pretty prominent teams that wanted me to drive their car, but I had to I kept working and hold them off and hold them off. I had to give them an answer by the last race in Atlanta. Okay. And I had made a couple wrong moves thinking I had knee jerked my decisions and took the bird in the hand instead of waiting on the one in the bush, as they say. And so that was weighing on me, uh, pretty hard. I'm like, you know what? I could take one of these two offers they're, they're, they're good race teams, but, but the one of the one I've been offered is one that would you, you would just die for and every race car driver would do anything to have. And I'm thinking, you know what? I've made a couple wrong decisions with knee-jerk reactions. I'm going to wait this one out. Even though the sponsor wasn't secure, you know, I'm going to wait this out. So we go to Atlanta, and I basically turned down the other two offers, you know, with, with without a safety debt, but, but thinking in, in my heart that this is going to all work out. Well, guess what? The week of Christmas, that deal completely fell through. Because the, the sponsorship thing did not work out. So here I am at Christmas time, the first of the year. I don't even have a ride for the next season. You know, in three weeks, everybody's going to be in Daytona testing. So, you know, I had to scramble and scramble and uh, just to get in a car, uh, to basically have a job and try to race. And, you know, that, that, was, that worked on me for a couple of years trying to, um, you know, I, I worked myself into bad situations that weren't good, let's put it that way and you know but i'd kind of fooled around and done, done things and you know by the time uh the last year when i was racing when i got sick with carbon monoxide poison i finally worked my way back into starting after charlotte we were going to go with another team uh, uh in the middle of the season and it was going to be a uh f- pretty good pretty dead good good race team and uh then i got sick and it fell out but Season thing is if you know if you if everybody's wanting you, it's 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 just a matter <laughs> of making a decision. It's easy because yeah. I you know I was in that situation a couple of times, and then when you get in a situation where you're just trying to beg somebody to put you in the race car, that's very 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 gut wrenching, you know. And so I've been on both sides of that, and uh you know the the silly season for drivers is not a good time. You know, even even if you, if you've got good options, you're mulling it over. It's still you know, as a race car driver, man, you want to be settled. You want to know where you're going to race next year, and you know who your team's going to be, and what things that team's doing, and how can you get involved and be a part of it, and, and, and starting to get ready for next year. And even when you have options in front of you, you want you want as a driver, you really want that stuff settled, you know, and out of the way, so you can get back to doing what you do, and that's concentrate concentrate on driving that race car. So it's a, it's a it's a very very unsettling time in situation for drivers
0: yeah it's it's i i do what little i remember about the couple times you went through it when you first broke in full-time with skull i remember at least you know your your season had gone well enough at the the bush grand national level in 1990 that you had the key phrase or the key word you use there is options you had options for cup you know it wasn't just like a chance to go to cup you had options and then when your time with the one car came to an end at the You know, in the middle of 96, when you kind of, we all could kind of tell that it was time for y'all to go separate ways. I remember even then, you still had options until the point where you're able to announce. I think you announced at Bristol in the fall or whenever it was relatively early, really, August, September, something like that, to where it was all set up and ready to go. But then towards the end of your career, when it's like, oh man, what's, okay, I just need a ride. That's when I remember, again, at least I was old enough to kind of be like, man, this is. This is kind of tough. It's kind of tough to see you go through it. And it's – I honestly, I just – I feel my heart goes out to the guys that are, that are, you know, clawing and tr- doing everything they can just to get an opportunity. And it also – I feel good when a guy like uh, De Benedetto like, bets on himself and gets a – what I would say is a, a pretty – for him, pretty darn good ride in that 95 team. That's at least a chance to be, I think, a little bit more competitive next year. So it's good to yeah, see when it that happens, you know.
1: And you don't know that thing could have been set up before he even left. That's he true. Said it, yeah. He said it. He said it was, and he said it didn't. So you, you take him at face value for that. And sometimes games, sometimes games are played. There's all kinds of stuff that goes on with those silly season deals, Ricky. And you don't really know the full situation sometimes. And a lot of times, you'd be five years out, and you still will never understand the complexity yeah. of what, what what went on that summer or that fall. You know. So uh, this, the, the, the bottom line is, it's just it's just not a good time.
0: Yeah, I remember, I, I remember some rumors back in the day about certain drivers and some things that they did to get into a car, and it, uh, well, just one to, I'm not going to elaborate on it, but it's, 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 it can get there's cutthroat.
1: There's a lot of, there's a lot, there's a lot of things that go on in our sport. Yeah, it can get pretty <laughs>
0: cutthroat. I'll just say it like, yeah. hey, but you know what? You're at the top level of, of, of something like that, of a sport or a, a uh, well, yeah. industry of I mean, yeah. any kind. thats yeah. It It gets cutthroat up there. That's just what it well, is. It,
1: it is. I mean, it, it, you're 43 guys. Well, in those days, there was 43 of us, you know, full-time pretty much every week. And, you know, for over a decade, you know, I was there doing that. And, you know, literally thousands that would to be in your position. So you learn as a driver, you learn, first thing you learn is you have darts thrown at you all the time. There'll be darts being thrown your way. Just because, you know, they're trying to unseat you and get somebody else in or whatever. And and you learn how to deal with that. I mean, I was I was coached by a couple of veterans about when I first came in, I was coached, here's what's gonna to happen to you, Rick, down the road. Right? Here's how you here's how you deal with it, and here's how you handle it. And I didn't understand it when I first came in because you're not, you know, at your beginning of your career, you're not thinking about later. And then as time goes on, you start realizing, you know, you realize what position you're in. And again, when you look at it, forty three of you every week everybody thousands of people would give anything to be in your position and so then that's when the challenges start you know but i was always pretty good at being able to recognize things like that and how to deal with them and and, you know i was always around pretty smart people and people that i was associated with and and really the race teams i was associated with and uh you know everybody understood for the most part and uh so you know we we you're able to you're able to fend those fend those things off. Let's put it that way. Yeah.
0: Well, it's uh, you know, I think all the most of the rides are kind of getting lined up here. There's still a few decisions to be made out there. It'll be interesting to see how the rest of it shakes out. But more importantly, it's going to be more inter- It's going to be interesting to see how the rest of the season shakes out. And uh, MassCast, we we plan on uh, being there with you for the rest of the season. I'll put that's it right. put it that way. So uh, that's right. Appreciate you hanging with us, and uh, we will see you next time. <laughs>